welcome to our episode three of our Payday Positive Podcast. I am Bradford Harris. I'm sitting here with Shana Glass and Mr. Gerald Shadow. And we made it to episode three. Super, super excited. Yes, yes. And today our focus is on the positivity of communication. More so the positivity and communication with all of us being educators, no matter what level you're at, whether you are a first year teacher, a 30 year veteran teacher, a principal, a skill specialist, a coach, whatever it is that you are, our focus is uh, today is how to keep that communication going and remaining positive about it. And we had a lot of good insights and we took a lot of notes. So we want to share some things um, with you guys today. So any of you guys want to kick us off with uh, some things that you want to discuss when it comes to communication and positivity? Well, I think from a principal's perspective, communication is the probably one of the most important, if not the most important thing you can do as a leader, because you're you're constantly communicating your vision for the campus. You're constantly communicating your expectations. You're constantly uh, communicating basically how you want to frame your agenda and, and how you want to continue moving in a positive direction. And so if you are not communicating using different platforms, uh, using different modes, uh, and that, and you're not consistently doing it, that's when, if I don't have consistent communication that, that I can, it, negativity can, can uh, show up whenever there's a void, a communication void. Basically, uh, problems arise because people are creating their own narrative because they don't know what's going on. So, uh, you know, communication is key when you're talking about campus culture and uh, from a leadership perspective. Yes. And I know one of the things that you talked about and we talked about it in our notes was um, sharing your vision. Mm -hmm. And you were saying before you left at the end of the year that you wanted to leave with a vision in mind to let your teachers know this is how we're going to move forward next year. And I think that's so important is setting a clear vision, maybe not necessarily, you know, here are my expectations. And maybe before we leave, here are my expectations. It's not about that. It's about what is the vision that I'm going to set forward in May and then coming through June, coming through July and then coming in August to now and how we're going to carry that out. And I think that's another thing, too, is, you know, you were also talking about platforms, too, of communication and is and I'm just going to throw this question out to you guys is it more about the platform because we're talking about like say emails a blog or whatever is that the most important thing or is it really something else I think for me I learned that because I was doing uh, communicating with my staff using screencastify like I was taking videos of myself explaining things I was also uh, giving out emails, uh, you know, but this year I, I, I kind of am doing the screencastify still on certain topics. I'm still using email, but I'm also, you know, utilizing Twitter. I'm utilizing, uh, uh, staff meetings, just face to face conversations because, and I, I value my staff's time. And so last year I was trying to do not really have so many staff meetings, 
but do it through, you know, one day out of the week and having a consistent meeting like that. But I think it was better for my staff. I, I learned from that first year that it's better for my staff all to hear it together because basically there was things I think that I said better in the morning or in the afternoon that not everybody got got the consistent message. So I said, hey, guess what? I got I've got to have that consistency. So now I saw why it was important to have that staff meeting. So this year, basically, we have it on our calendar. I told my staff at the beginning of the year, every Thursday is a possible staff meeting day. It's not necessarily that we're going to have it on Thursday, but I'm going to tell you ahead of time that, hey, we either are or we're not going to have a staff meeting on Thursday, but just be able to expect it. So I know people have children. I know people have other obligations outside of school. So I, I, I said, just put it on your schedule right. that Thursday is our day that there could be a staff meeting. And I, I like I said, I don't I value people's time. I don't want to spring something on them. So but we have to have those face to face. And we just had one last week. And I think uh, we only met for like 20 minutes. but it, it went smoothly because I had it all laid out. I had the agenda and I knew exactly what I was wanting to communicate. And we, we got it done and it went, it's went smooth. And so I, I think that, uh, I learned, I've learned, I'm learning from my mistakes basically. I just, as also, I like the fact that the consistency, seeing it in a, not, not, not being a principal, but seeing it in a light of leadership, but also on various campuses, consistency is key letting them know that in some form or fashion thursdays is the day we come together as a family so to speak and Mm -hmm. this is where Mm -hmm. whatever i need to get out is going to be out now that doesn't mean necessarily that we have to come face to face you could have came on on friday and said uh, or thursday and said okay well to this friday this thursday we're going to look at uh, here's the screencastify you know there's right but just knowing and having that availability to give me time and support you as you know I know you're supporting our kids is key and so right um that is that's very very helpful (laughs) and I think right right. and I was going to say I think also that shadow when you say that Thursdays is going to be our faculty meetings and going back to also what Shana was saying it may not be a faculty meeting that day but to me, I'm thinking, okay, there's something that my principal is going to talk about in some way, shape, or form on Thursday. So I need to get my mind right for whatever's going on on Thursday. I'm going to hear something from my leader, Absolutely. whether that be from an email, whether that be from a, a simple handout in my box, whatever it mm-hmm. is, I know that I'm going to hear something from Mr. Shuttle that day. And that's key. Or for me, if I if you were telling me that every Thursday is going to be something, maybe I'm going to stop and talk to you maybe Monday or with or even th- that Thursday morning. Hey, Mr. Shadow, you know, is there a way that I know we're going to have some type of communication, whatever that day? Can you add this little snippet into the mm-hmm. meeting? I think that's right. that's very powerful too. So you, so we know that every Thursday something is going to go down, whether that be positive, negative, or whatever it is. But whatever you have in that agenda, hopefully I can squeeze something in, and we, you can easily talk about it. Now, whether you decide yes, we're going to talk about it or, or not, that's a different story. <laughs> but knowing that Thursday is the day that okay, we're going to have a 
campus-wide, com- some type of campus-wide communication, whatever going on is key. And that's part of being consistent. Right. And another thing I, I, I forgot to mention was morning announcements, the power of a morning announcement, that consistency there. I mean, just basically things happen day to day and that's your opportunity as a, as a campus administrator, uh, whether your APs doing the announcement or you as the principal are doing the announcement, that's your moment to basically set the tone for the day. And so uh, a lot of times I talk to my APs, if we have a, a calendar, so it's going to be coming from an administrator, whether it's myself or, or one of my APs, there's going to be some things that I, I say, hey, you might want to talk about this. These are some things that, that we need to talk about. And we talk uh, as a staff that there's sometimes we're going to come on on uh, the announcement and say, teachers, we need to uh, look. We have a Google document that uh, they can access that the whole staff has access to about our processes. And so if we have some kids that are not really meeting those expectations, we're going to come on announcements and tell the teachers and, and say, hey, uh, we're in enrichment now. Now let teachers today is a process day uh, review the processes of our campus. And so that way, you know, the kids are constantly hearing that same message because at my campus, we have kids coming in Monday through Friday and some people know our processes, some people don't. So it's very it's very critical that we communicate those expectations and kids feed off that consistency as well. So when there's constant communication among the staff, the kids can sense it and it makes for a better culture in your campus. And you think something so simple as morning announcements wouldn't be that important, but that's that's your first interaction a lot of t- well, across the campus starting your day, you know? So you, yeah, you see those kids at metal detectors or coming in in the morning off the buses and that, but that's your opportunity to talk to your whole campus, teachers, kids, and just really lay out those and communicate those expectations and what your focus exactly. is for that day. Exactly. And it's something that is consistent every day. Consistency is key. So, yeah. So you're, I, I, hear, I hear that word consistency, and that's something that you both talked about. Why is that so important? Why is it, why is it so important when it comes to community? communication to be consistent and not fall off because as human beings we naturally do fall off because of whatever is happening school you know we talked about change in one of our episodes and things change moment to moment minute to minute day to day and sometimes as human beings we naturally fall short of communication so why is it so important to remain consistent in whatever communication you're trying to deliver to your staff or to your students or to your colleagues I think if you're not communicating, uh, and this is something that I learned after my first year of being a principal, that if I wasn't communicating enough, basically things would be interpreted on their own. So basically you can start people on a negative path that you didn't intend to because maybe you were bogged down with something and you didn't have that opportunity to communicate that expectation or you didn't follow up like you should have. And basically that human nature, people are going to interpret things the way they they think is the right way. And it could be positive or negative. And so, uh, and that goes along with kids too. You know, they're, if they, if you're not constantly doing that, they're going to think what they want to think. And so 
that's why you have to be consistent. And I realize it's key to constantly communicate with people uh, and, and constantly have that open door policy of, hey, if you don't understand something, please don't suffer in silence. Come and speak with me and be approachable. I think that's another key in communication, being approachable. You have to, as a leader uh, on your campus, you have to be able to have kids feel welcome and be, have that ability to come talk to you about concerns and staff. I try to model that with my staff, and I think it was, it's been a great start to our school year because my staff, uh, when I did my survey this summer with my staff, that was one of the positive marks I got as a, as a first-year principal was they felt like I was very approachable and they could come and talk with me. And so I think that's another key to communication. I love it. Um, I, I, I'm completely agreeing with what you're saying and, and being approachable. And it's not, and I'm not going to say that principals are standoffish because that's, that's, most times that's not what you see. Keep yourself open. And not just saying it from as a principal, also as leadership, those that are in skill specialist positions or coaching positions, um, mm-hmm. uh, your job right. is to, we are all service service oriented. So we are there to serve and support um, right. the staff. And it's really important that you are open and available to um, address whatever needs they have. So you have to be, you have to have an open, open, open mind, open ear. Um, and you also have to keep, keep, keep the community lines of communication open. You have to be able to share everything that, that's just, that's coming in. Because if you don't, again, it gets lost in translation. And a lot of people, they infer what you're trying to say or not trying to say, as do students. So, and, and, and sometimes inferring does not have the same, the same effect. So I completely agreeing with everything that you, that you, that you guys are saying. I think also too, that being in this leadership role, I know from, for, for me, I have to understand the ways that different people communicate. Um, some people like face-to-face, some people like an email, some people like a handout, some people like a phone call or a text. And I know for me, I have to balance that. I don't stress so much stress so much now as, uh, instead of in the past because I used to be, well, if you didn't get it, get it from me in an email, then you're just not going to get it from me at all. And I knew that mm-hmm. that did not work because <laughs> – people just communicate in different ways. Now I'm going to have to kind of fine tune that because now instead of one Mm -hmm. campus, I have three, but, but uh, when I was on the campus level, I got to understand, okay, my principal, he's not very good at emails and that's okay. Some of us aren't, aren't good at responding to emails. When I sit and talk to you, I have to reflect on what's been going on at the end of the week. I'm going to give you something by hand to look at because I know that's what you appreciate and you can easily put that on a desk and you can file, you can file it in the filing cabinet, whatever it is that you want to do. But that's how I reach my goals and communicate with you. So for others, I can send you a quick Google Hangout, or I need to talk to a whole whole entire department in a PLC. But I had for me, I had to learn how, what's the best way for me to reach you to get for me to get you to what mm-hmm. I need for you to do in a positive way. So I think learning how people communicate. And then also talking with the, the leader and approaching that leader on 
ma'am, sir, principal, this is how I want to reach out to people. Can I be supporting that? Or do you think that's going to work? Just so that everybody is on the same page and the expectation and the consistency is laid out was important to me. I agree with what you're saying and understanding that, I mean, people learn in different modalities. The approach that you take is, it has to be versatile. Someone was actually mentioning that the other day. Where's the modalities quiz? You know, we had something we had to do where we had to understand if that people... And even that students, they learn from different modalities and you have to approach them differently, which is why, and as a leader, you have to, you have to do things in a variety of ways to reach, to make sure that it's, it's, you get your, get your message across in a variety of ways. What we were talking about earlier in the positivity aspect of it, Shadow, when you were saying reaching them where they wouldn't expect it to bring it in so that they know that you're, that you're. You're not only just trying to communicate with them, but you're you're trying to to reach them and build build a relationship with them. It's really important in education. Some people right. they feel like they have to trust you to come to you. You know, they may not they may not say some things. So if you build that oh, yeah. that level yeah. of I'm, I'm I see you even when you don't know, or even though when you don't realize that I'm I see you is important. Right. I think that that one of the things that you can't ever assume as as a, a Education's relationship-driven business, and I think that that as a principal, you constantly have to cultivate relationships, and you constantly have to go back to. Uh, that's where communication comes in a lot, and if you're not constantly going back and following up, and, and like you said, building those relationships, and that things will fall off. I think that's how you build. Uh, one of the books I read this uh, past uh, summer was a. Uh, John Gordon's you went in a locker room first. Uh, and actually one of the things he talks about, he says the seven C's of, to build a winning team. He talks about you have to have uh, your culture. You have to be contagious. You have to be consistent. You have to communicate, connect, and have commitment and care as a leader to w- basically build that positive culture, the culture that you want for your team. And I mean, so it's, it's a big part of team building. And it's a big part of if you want to have a successful campus culture, you better make communication one of your priorities uh, in that. And I think that's going uh, not only with your staff, but with your students, with parents. Uh, you've got to make communication uh, a big focus. And if it's not one of your focuses, you, you better put it on your front burner because, uh, like I said, that's that lack of communication. People create their own narrative. And uh, basically it can lead to that negativity that you don't want to have throughout the year. Because we all, uh, when we first did our first uh, episode, we talked about the ebb and flow of the school year. And that's one of those things where negativity creeps in whenever things start getting tough and when adversity happens. And if you're not communicating and you're not uh, having everybody on the same page, then basically, you know, your, your, your goals, you're not going to reach them. You're going to you have setbacks in that. And so uh, that's where your communication is key and uh, just keeping, keeping people uh, focused on that. And, and another thing that we started doing at my campus is we implemented the no complaining rule. And it's not that you can't have complaints. It's that you can't mindlessly complain and that you have to be solution focused. And so whenever people come and communicate, we've only been doing it for two weeks and that, but I can see, I I told my staff when we met in our first staff meeting that I see the difference and I've, we've actually implemented many of the solutions that teachers have 
come to me with to make our campus better. And so that builds buy-in, that builds trust, that builds a lot of things on your team. And so that's what's going to help you get through the year. So that's why you want to have a, a solution-based communication as well. And that's another way to be positive. Uh, you don't want to come in there and be negative and just say, oh, well, these are our problems. Identifying problems is the easy thing. Everybody can point out faults, but the hard work is in the solution. And so whenever we, we have that mindset of, hey, we're going to be solution-based, we're going to be successful, whether it's at the campus level or, or in the classroom. And I think these are principles that you can definitely apply not only on your campus, but in your classroom as well, on your teams. Absolutely. Uh, it's just good. It's best practices. Really. I was about to ask you that because I know, like you said, it was all, it's only been two weeks, but have you seen more teachers come up to you and get solutions yes. versus the problem? And yes. has it totally changed their mindset? Are they less stressed? Um, what I, I, I see it. And, and I mean, I feel like I've gotten more emails with, Hey, this is my concern, but here's my solution. And one of it was just, our dismissal from lunch, she, uh, one of our teachers said, hey, we, we normally all go down, funnel down the 400 hall. I think we're getting a little congested after dismissal. Can we go down the 200 hall? And so we met as an admin team and we said, OK, yeah, that would that would definitely cut down the flow of traffic, the interaction with the kids. And yeah, let's do it. And so we actually implemented it immediately. And so that teacher felt validated. Her solution was heard. It was implemented. And then, uh, you know, we've had different various. I can't think of anything else, but that was the most prevalent one that, you know, somebody had a solution that was really what was best for the campus. And we were we were happy to implement it. And and like I said, it validates the teacher. It makes them feel like they have a voice and like they have uh, they're contributing, you know, because you want people to feel valued when they're coming to, to your campus. Exactly. And that mouse for that teacher, I'm, I'm assuming that she felt comfortable even more later on to give you even more solutions because for me, right. that would make, man, he's really listening to what I'm saying. I'm just more amped to even come to work and just give it my all now because he really took my um, solution to heart, whether he was going to say yes, whether he was going to say no you listen to it and that was the thing and i think mm-hmm. even visually the fact that i don't even know what uh what this teacher is going to say like uh to her colleagues but i'm betting she she or he may have said i gave this solution and look visually you can see the change so just so you just so you know fyi mr shadow is listening to what we're we're saying it may not work mm-hmm. it may fall on our face or it may work but the bottom line is we're trying something out and he's willing to listen right. and i think that's very powerful but one of the questions i wanted to ask too was how do we approach people who feel discouraged because hey i'm coming with this solution but it's not not right now or it's a professional i'm going to say professional no not i'm dissing you and saying no but how do we approach those people to where okay i'm hearing that we're going to be solution-based but this is not going to work right now well i think you you kind of what you said right there it's you have to communicate the why because people are are able to accept it they may not like it but they're willing to accept it when you kind of give the why behind it and so if you don't communicate that and you just say no, because that was another thing I talked about. I learned after my first year that sometimes I didn't 
always say the why. And so like, I'm really consciously this year focusing on saying, well, we can't do this because X, you know, and, and explaining saying it's, I, I see your solution, but the reason it, it, we can't do it is because of these factors. And they're more receptive to it and saying, okay, I, I, I understand why you can't do it now. But I, I always say, hey, thank you for, for thinking outside the box. Thank you for trying to uh, find a solution. You know, let's, let's go back to the drawing board and, and figure something else out. But we obviously see that this is an issue. So let's, you know, try to figure out a solution. So sometimes their solution might not work, but it still makes us think about a process and how to solve the issue. Because what I don't want to have happen is people see the issue and I know there's an issue. And basically we just say, oh, well, we can't figure out a solution. So there, there's nothing to go. There's no nothing we can do, you know, type deal. And I know as a teacher, if I don't, if it's a hard no, not a hard no, but if it's a professional professional i can come talk to mr shadow before thursday to give him some more ideas that he can talk about in the thursday faculty meeting because you remaining exactly. remain consistent in the a, thursday faculty there's always meeting. a place where <laughs> we will be able to, to come back to this there's a knowing that that's building the culture on the campus and building that that trust and communication it, it this may not have been the right time for me to address this but i can i can come back to you and i can communicate that to you right because i feel that and I'm and I'm only assuming shadow, but I bet you do this anyway. I I know Thursday may be that I don't want to say open forum, but okay now but while we're talking in this meeting or maybe after the meeting, I can easily kind of run up to you and kind of plant a seed in with mm-hmm. in five minutes because I know I'm going to catch you. This is where I know that before I walk out of this door and go into my car and go home, right. I can catch you really quick and kind of plant a seed on. Hey, well, what do you what did you think about that dismissal process or what do you think about this and. And I've already put right. that in your head because now your your mind is clear. Faculty meetings, whenever you had it scheduled, that's all you're focused on. That's the time where I'm focusing on my campus, I'm focusing on my teachers, and I'm focusing on nothing else. So I think as a teacher, if I'm on your campus, I know that that's the time that I, I can for sure reach out and talk to you. I guess for, for me, uh, that's kind of kind of my take on communication. I think that you, you have to... Be solution focused whenever you're talking about communicating with other people. And that's, I guess, just how you stay positive. You, you have that mindset going in when you're talking to people. You're trying to get the trying to get to uh, with the end goal in mind. You're not just, uh, like I said, uh, just talking to talk, basically. And be transparent as you possibly can. I think we talked about that before mm-hmm. we hit the record button is try to be as transparent as you possibly can with your your teachers and your staff because I think that they appreciate that a lot more than just you holding some stuff in and then just figuring out when you're going right. to release it either in an email or in a letter or just by side talking mm-hmm. um, whenever you guys come from a meeting and you kind of want to decide for certain right. things being as transparent as you can with your staff it they appreciate that a lot more I was going to say, not just as the principal, but again, anyone in a position where you have to communicate with anyone on the staff, try to be as transparent in your message as possible. Um, And and yourself in general, go there open Mm -hmm. and ready to share, because that's when people tend to not just accept, but gravitate and want to share with you. And that's how you communicate because it's a two-way street. Communication is not just what you give out, it's what you also hear. So you have to be 
you have to be, what is it? What's the definition? Um, right. You are the voice and you are the ear. So be both, create, keep that cycle going and yeah. you'll be successful with communicating mm-hmm. in a school. And I think also to be ready for that feedback that you're going to get, whether it's yeah. positive or negative, but if it is negative, what is the foundation for for that, for that negative feedback, like you said, Shadow, it has to be solution-based. One of the things that I know that we've started in our group is like norms. So how are we handling these certain yeah. things in our meetings? What are, what are our goals in our meeting? Setting that tone. So even if the feedback is negative, what is the norms on delivering that type of feedback to you as a leader and then from the leader to whomever that is. I think that's important too, because there are some things that, you know, like you said in one episode, there's just some things that are not so good, but if you give it back mm-hmm. constructively with some possible solutions or even saying, hey, I don't have a solution just yet, but I want to make you aware of some things that are going on that I don't think is working, but I would mm-hmm. like to come back Absolutely. and talk to you about it later. I think that's important. Because right. like I, I, I remember, I, I, remember right. I said it in one episode, like, you don't, some people will say, oh, well, this doesn't, this doesn't work. Well, that doesn't help. But if you say, well, this doesn't work, I don't have a solution quite yet. I'm thinking about it. But Mr. Shadow or, or Ms. Glass, I'll let you know soon, but I want to talk about this later. I think that's a way of positive, positively communicating Agreed. with whomever Agreed. you're trying to communicate with. Well, guys. I think it it's been. it's been a good uh good it episode been a three. Good episode three. Anybody wanna anybody wanna give some final thoughts? You know, we end it with a final thought. Anybody wanna take that final thought and <laughs> say a last minute uh tip for I'm our to listeners for the week with the leaders that I support. And um I know that they will be receptive and open because I'm gonna be transparent. <laughs> And I hope that you guys have a great week. Happy payday, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, happy payday. And I know we're all, all right. going to be a little bit more open to positive feedback because we're we, we getting that paycheck. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the next podcast. On behalf of the Payday Positive Podcast team, We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at PositivePayEDU. Follow Shanna Glass at SVICGlass. Follow Gerald Shadow at GWShadow281. And follow Bradford Harris at EdTechTinger. Keep listening and remember to fill your day full of positivity.